0: All right, welcome in hockey fans in the desert southwest to another edition, another episode of our special podcast. Welcome back to Hockey 2020, the NHL version. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My two uh, co-hosts tonight, Stephen Marsh up in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, and our beat reporter, Seth Askelson, who has got to be a very happy man today uh, from North Phoenix, Arizona. So Gentlemen, welcome in. Uh, let's start with Stephen first. How are you tonight? Good, good. Yes, that's going to be a little bit uh, busier
1: as am, as am I as uh, Coyotes get to move on to the next round of the playoffs. And of course, Golden cool, Knights. Nice. There's a possibility that Vegas and the Arizona could meet, but it's, there's a lot of scenarios still that could play out. <laughs> but how well, great would it be well in Vegas and Arizona? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we know one thing. It's going to be Vegas, Arizona, or uh, Arizona and Colorado. So Seth so Askelson, how are you?
2: I'm good. Yeah, uh, it was a nerve-wracking three to four hours <laughs> earlier today, but uh, all that matters is uh, the coyotes are moving on, and my job is at least secure for another ten, seven to ten days. So, uh, I've a, I've uh, you and everybody spot on <laughs> the website for
0: <laughs> my uh, my uh, co-host on Tuesday nights, Paul Hornstein, sent me a message today, and he said simply. Good for business. And I'm going like absolutely correct. This was uh, elimination Friday, we were calling it, um, because uh, two teams have been eliminated already uh, or had earned spots, Carolina and Calgary, previously uh, coming into today. But today the Islanders took care of Florida. Uh, the Coyotes that we saw in overtime took care of Nashville. And Montreal, probably the surprise of the entire uh, qualifier series, took care yeah. of Pittsburgh. Uh um, I think so, we all. I think, of, we, I think so, we
1: all. I think we all predicted that that was going to
0: happen, right? That Montreal was going to beat Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, yeah. Every, everybody. I think all the pundits from I think one so. end of the uh, of North America to the other. Uh, <laughs> and now we got Columbus and Toronto uh, battling. We got Edmonton and Chicago battling. And then later on tonight, we're going to have Vancouver and Minnesota. So, all right, let's jump right into Seth Askelson and and, and Seth. Give us a little breakdown of what you saw today from the Arizona Coyotes, and then Stephen and I will give you our two cents worth.
2: Well, it was a team that didn't quit, right? I mean, you're giving up all these shots, and you're giving up a lot of time and possession. And at some point, you could say, all right, we're tired. Like, we can't keep up. There's no way. And the Coyotes did the exact opposite. Now, sure, did Darcy Kemper play a 70% role in that team not giving up? Sure. I mean, he he makes the saves. He really – kept the coyotes in it all series long and, and probably will have to all playoffs long, depending on how deep the coyotes go. But what matters is they took care of their opportunities, right? Sure, for Nashville, to say, oh, we outplayed the coyotes and we got more shots and have more chances, but who who converted on more of their chances? It was the coyotes, right? I mean, in the past I felt like, you know, with Bill Kessel's goal where there was the turnover and he just immediately spins and shoots. Maybe in the past and maybe in the regular season you would see him maybe try and make one play. He would try and maybe pick up the puck and throw it in front or, or try to get himself a better angle. Instead, he just spun around, shot the puck, and it went in. I think it just shows how well this team is playing and how well the, the guys who are supposed to be shooting. Look, Phil Kessel specifically, I'm going to come in on him at least for right now, but, um, you know, he this series, and particularly today, he was shooting the puck. It missed the net. It hit the crossbar. It went over the, you know, you goalies were stopping him. But you know what? what's important is he's shooting, and it's showing that these guys are getting back to what made their careers great when they were at their top, and some of these guys are still at the peak of their careers. But it just shows how confident this team is right
0: now. Yeah, totally agree with you on that, uh, Seth. When I was um, taking a look at bits and pieces of the game and trying to break it down a little bit, a couple of things stood out to me. We know in playoff hockey it's usually going to be the uh, the goaltenders and special teams that, that – play a big part in, and that's the way it's been pretty much in every series but the one thing that I think a lot of people maybe aren't paying a lot of attention to it's those third and fourth line groups and and the Coyotes uh, were the epitome of that uh Grabner, Richardson, uh Soderbergh, uh Vinnie Hinnestroza. I mean just go down the list of the guys that contributed uh you can't certainly win a Stanley Cup without a solid third and fourth line
2: Yeah, I agree. Sorry. Uh, a little technical difficulty there for me. No, I, I completely agree. And I thought earlier in this series when Rick Tockett was trying to match that, that Jofa line for um, for the Predators, he was trying to match it with the Soderbergh, Kraus, and Fisher line. And early on in that series, and, and even some points as the series went on, I didn't think that line uh, had, a, had an easy time trying to keep up. But look, those are three guys who – played exceptionally well when it matters the most and yeah i mean that fourth line in particular you mentioned inestrosa and and richardson in particular richardson scores the game winner Stroza sets it up Stroza was out of the lineup game one and it wasn't due to injury and the crazy part about that is not only was he out of the lineup game one but nick schmaltz was out of the lineup you know so he was replaced for a guy michael grabner who had been healthy scratched 23 times earlier this season and didn't even know if he was going to go to the bubble and for a 19-year-old rookie, I mean, what is, you know, look, all those guys are teammates, and and Barrett Hayton and Michael Grabner, I mean, particularly Michael Grabner, are very capable NHL hockey players. But what does it have to do to Vinny Henestros' psyche, who, a guy who was in the lineup all year and, and pretty much all last year too, to be really set out for a 19-year-old rookie? So it probably didn't help him psyche-wise, but he came back in the lineup, played exceptional. So, yeah, when you talk about the Coyotes, sure, the lines that really made the big difference, at least from what you would see, it's Taylor Hall, it's Phil Kessel, it's the Keller step-on line. But that third and fourth line, they weren't a burden. It wasn't like Rick Tocket had, had to decide, oh man, do I need to double shift some lines just so I don't have to put my fourth line out there? No. He could put any line out there and be confident with them. And he was matched, you know, usually you see top lines getting matched with top lines. He didn't have to match his top line of Dvorak, Hall, and Kessel. He really trusted that Soderbergh, Fisher, and Krauss line to get the job done, which then freed up that line to go out there and, and match up against, you know, a Colton Sissons line and, and some, of the, some of the weaker lines for the Predators. So, yeah, those third and fourth lines not only did a great job defensively and, and keeping the game going and keeping that series going, but it really freed up some space for that top line to get working against some of the Predators weaker forwards.
0: Okay, Stephen, uh, I want to throw this one at you because, uh, you're, first of all, you've been blessed with a uh, very good Vegas Golden Knights team to uh, to, to watch and cover, but um, it, Paul's been saying all along to anybody that will listen to him that uh, it doesn't mean anything. These games, home ice doesn't mean anything because they're in a bubble. Um, I'm going to disagree right here now. Paul's probably listening and he's going to be texting me in a minute, but it does make a difference because the coyotes won these two games uh, as the home team, not only in their Kachina jerseys, which, you know, who, who knows what that has to do with anything, but it's the last change. It's line matching. Um, how important do you think that line matching was Stephen? Well,
1: I mean, it, you're right. I think it, I think it's, I think it's really important. Um, you know, we see that a lot of times in a, in a series when, when you're, the, you're the home team and you get that and, and you still want on the road and then you, you went at home. And and I think it's, it's important. Um, I mean, you guys can speak of it more because you guys are more closely following the Coyotes than I do. Um, I did want to break up a point about Nashville though, is why did they not try to do um, Peke Rene in there? Why didn't they give him a chance to play in that? I mean, here you are, you have Rene who's, you know, who's been good in the past and he's, he's done a lot for that organization. And you had just came off of, I was thinking they were going to put Renee in there and give him a chance to win. Not that their goalie Soros was horrible, but you know maybe you get a fresh goaltender in there and maybe it sparks the team and and, and, and motivates you to the game for win. But it, it just didn't seem to be the case. Although Nashville could have won this game today still, but I, I'm wondering that myself because why didn't they put uh, Renee in that uh, today? That I, I thought maybe that would oh. give Nashville a better chance to win, but but they still I'll, they still have one though.
0: I'll give you my two cents first and then we'll see what Seth has to say. But um, uh, And I'm certainly not on the bench, uh, so I wouldn't have uh, the insight to that, obviously, or the, the knowledge of anything like that. But uh, at, just watching it from my perspective, it seemed like Nashville didn't feel like they were ever out of the series, even though they were down two games to one. Uh, it felt like they dominated play. It felt like Saros was good enough. Um, except for those two goals that the Coyotes scored the other night and that loss that they uh, they came back and scored quickly. It, it seemed like, and maybe that's why he didn't make the change, um, because mm. he, he felt like he wasn't, you know, in a situation where he needed to make a changes. Uh, they played pretty well. I mean, they dominated right. uh, True. pretty much every aspect. So, uh, Seth, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great question, right? When you look at Pecarina, and I'll have to double-check on this and, and get the complete right answer, but I'm pretty sure that Pecarina has started all but four playoff games in the National Predators history before this game or before this series today. So a guy who's played a majority, well, pretty much all but four of your playoff games, including bringing you to the Stanley Cup Finals, and you're not going to give him a shot, and look, I get it. His number is not spectacular this year in 36 starts, 3.17 goals against average and 8.95 save percentage. Pretty? No, it's not. It, it's but, it's ugly. But that's like four. And that's like, that's like four passed.
1: months ago. That's like four months ago. That's like way. That's like eons ago. It seems like now.
2: <laughs> oh, and exactly right. I mean, I think Rene had gone through some some injury issues this season, and he got some time off, just like everybody else in the league did. And plus, I mean, you look at Saros' numbers. Sure, maybe. Kind of from watching the games, it didn't seem like Saros was that bad. I mean, I know I know some people didn't think he was that bad. I didn't think he was miserable, but I didn't think he was good at all. I mean, a three twenty two goals against average and eight nine five save percentage. So it's not like Saros was putting on a Kemper level performance and these games were ending one nothing in double overtime. It's just, you know, he, he wasn't the better goalie. He wasn't making the saves. And you know what? Look, I get it. You know, Darcy Kemper was was exceptional, but when you wanna win a Stanley Cup, you have to have guys the exceptional, steal games. And that's what's going to get the Coyotes deep. That's why they won this series. And, yeah, I, I don't know why you wouldn't trust Rene. And, honestly, does does this cause a rift between Rene and the Predators, right? I mean, David Boley, who's been the only GM of the Predators since they're in their existence, pretty much told his franchise goaltender who's played all but four playoff games and led them to a Stanley Cup final, hey, we don't trust you anymore. And what is that going to cause this season for the Predators? I think this is the end of the Predators in terms of, what they were you know they they were on a really good upward trajectory and and look they made the playoffs you know the year subsequent from winning this or going to the stanley cup final but man i just don't i don't know what's next for this team i think it's gonna blow it up and and yeah i we'll see i think the predators are in are in for a nasty rebuild coming up here in the next couple of years
0: Yep, i uh i kind of agree with you on that one seth i think uh the, uh, you know, the talent level is there with uh, Roman Yossi, and we talked about all, all series long how good their defensive core was and how talented they were up front. but um, And they play – I think they're the type of team that plays Arizona really tough. Um, Arizona's had good opportunities against Vegas. They've had good opportunities against Colorado. The, the teams match up a little bit better, I think. So I'm looking forward to whoever plays that next one, but um, – we call well, it let, 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 let me let me say this too is um with a couple things first
1: off uh nashville is going to be hoping as well as the other teams that get eliminated today or that got eliminated already that they get the number one pick that's going to happen that you know they're, they're gonna, <laughs> that, that could really affect things and then also this is a lot like the arizona team in the beginning of the season when, when we were looking at which seems like eons ago now but when arizona was starting the season off pretty strong and you're thinking oh this, arizona's gonna be one of the top teams in might be one of the top teams in the West and then, you know, as the season went along a lot of things transpired and injuries or whatever and they kinda of fell back and were kinda of fighting for a playoff spot in the end. Well they get they get a break here getting in on this format and now they're strong and they've got a full team back and they're clicking again and, and Arizona could be a could be a dangerous team just like we thought they would be in the beginning
0: of the season. So we'll have to keep
1: keep an eye yeah, on that.
0: I- I'm not going to blow my own horn too loud, but uh, if anybody remembers this time last year, uh, I made the statement that I thought the uh, Western Conference was going to have to go through both Arizona and Vegas, and it might be uh, Arizona and Vegas. next Via next Edmonton, Via Edmonton right? Via <laughs> Edmonton hub. <home. laughs> yeah, right. I, I didn't predict that part of it, but you know <laughs> right. what I mean there. I predicted right, right, right. those two teams were going to be the uh, good one, though, Stephen. You caught me on that one. Um, right. But, so, so I'm excited about that. I mean, covering teams here in the desert southwest, that's, that's always exciting. Um, I did say also at the start of this that uh, after watching three or four games that I thought the uh, the real cream of the crop in the west was, was Vegas and Colorado, and tomorrow's game is going to be a phenomenal one. No matter who comes out of it, it's going to be the number one seed or the number two seed, um, but the... Two styles that are very comparable, Stephen. I want to ask you quickly about Vegas before we go to a quick break here. Um, the third and fourth line for Vegas is uh, what's really solidified that roster as well, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. And 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 you know I want to mention since follow up on something I said last night. We were kind of harping on on Flurry yesterday, and you know Flurry didn't play a, a horrible game, but he. You know, it was maybe not one of his best performances, couple of goals, but actually the the team afterwards was pretty pleased with their performance, and they did play a lot better than they played in the St. Louis game. Uh, they gave up a couple of you know goals in that second period that were kind of kind of fluky, but um, but they they certainly played a strong game, and uh, and they're they're looking good. And yeah, the, the third line you you know uh, third line is certainly looking strong in there, and you got you know Theodore last night had a couple of goals in, in the game, and Tuck had a couple of goals, and. And and uh, White Cloud gets his first uh, goal, so things like that is what you want to see when you're getting production from uh, maybe not your top line, but your your third or fourth line, or somebody like White Cloud who's getting his first crack in postseason play, and and uh, and that's really going to help Vegas uh, make a deep run if they can they can do that. They're going to need scoring, and you know goaltending's pretty solid too, depending on how that goes, and and but uh, but they have the capability to score and, and and in de- defense too, which we've talked about, has been maybe a question mark. But you know, it was it was pretty strong last night when I mean, you have two goals from a defenseman like Theodore and then and and then White Cloud and all that. And it's uh it's a good sign. And and they really tightened it up in that third period. I think the shots were like eleven to two. I think in that third period, so they I mean they didn't give they didn't give uh, St. Louis really anything in that third period. So if they, they if they can do that, uh if they can do that against <laughs> in their next whenever their playoff games are, you know, their, their first series is wherever they play, then they're going to make a good, good run.
0: Yep. Uh, couldn't agree more with you on that. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and talk about what lies ahead uh, not only tonight, but tomorrow uh, in just about three minutes.
3: We love going to the Rick and Sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skate, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com.
4: Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Belford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck, during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com we'll bring everything to you on your schedule schedule a test drive need a repair we'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied go online to Belford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year
3: at the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit ease and if you want to make the best margaritas or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila then roger klein's cancion tequila is the brand for you smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a
4: world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive, too. Visit MdriveFormen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. you find your prime with M-Drive.
0: All right, we're back. Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, Stephen Marsh joining me from Las Vegas, Nevada, and Seth Askelson is – is still with us, I believe, in North Phoenix. I know Seth has got to run here in a minute, so we're going to jump in and get his comments first, and then we'll give him a little break. Um, Seth, I just want your opinion on this. I mean, playoff hockey, as we know over the years, has been uh, one of those things where it's, it, it's a depth thing. We talked about that. It's experience. Um, it's a team effort. Um, other than Wayne Gretzky, and even he had some help back in his day, um, that... What we're seeing is that the Edmontons, the Torontos, they're not having the same type of success as a team like Vegas or a team like Arizona or uh, Calgary or uh, Carolina. I mean, we can just go right down the list. So how important do you think that is to have a full-balanced team in the playoffs and not just a couple of superstars?
2: Oh, it's huge. I mean, you talk about Wayne Gretzky. You know, you say, oh, even with the exception of Wayne Gretzky. I mean, you think about it. They Hall of Famers at the Union on that team. I mean, Grant Fear, they had Yari Curry. I mean, like, that team was stacked up and down. And, look, when he went to Los Angeles, not that that Kings team was, was bad in 93 by any stretch, but they didn't win. They lost to a team that was a lot deeper in the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, sure, you can have the greatest player in the world on your team if you don't have the goaltending, if you don't have the defense. I mean, you look at it right now, Pittsburgh. Uh, look, you have a guy in Sidney Crosby and Benny Malkin, three-time Stanley Cup champions together. Guys who have seen all in the playoffs, they get poor goaltending and, and subpar defense from all six guys on that back end. They lose to what was arguably the worst playoff team maybe ever, and they're going home. They stayed in the bubble for two weeks. Now they're going home. So, yeah, it's huge. That's That shows how important it is and how much hockey is a team.
0: Okay, and uh, for Arizona fans and Desert Southwest fans, Austin Matthews—we all want to see Austin make a little bit of a run. It appears right now that uh, his back is against the wall. Columbus leading two nothing with uh, a little over six minutes to play in the second period of an elimination game again. So, um, you know, best of five series—that once you get down two to one, it is a tough road to go. Uh, the, the numbers will show it out, um, and very seldom the games make it to game or the, the series make it to game five. So, um, Seth, I know you got to run. I'll let you go on that. Um, thanks for tuning in and uh, helping us out with that. Uh, we will talk to you obviously quite a bit more cause we've got more, uh, coyote stuff coming up. Um, Stephen, let's, uh, let's step in with you and, and find out a little bit more about some of these other teams. We talked uh, the other night, Stephen, about Edmonton and, uh, and Chicago that nobody could stop the puck, but everybody could score it. Uh, a little bit on that series. What's your thoughts on that? Who's going to who's gonna finally come out of that one? Well, I'm watching that one right now. It happens to be going on as we speak.
1: This one is probably the lowest scoring of, of any of the games. It's, it's 3-2 Chicago right now, a couple minutes to go into the game. And so, you know, here again, it's going to be a 12-seat a, a uh, locking off a 5 if that happens to be the case. Um, Edmonton, though, is still trying to battle and, and get one here to tie it. But, uh, you know, Chicago, I don't know. Is this is kind of an interest? I, I really thought it was this one would be Edmonton favor, and they're playing in their home rink. So, but not, you know, they're the road team in this game. But, you know, you thought they would. have – I mean, here you got Toronto and Edmonton, who are, the, are playing in their buildings, and they're both in danger of, of being eliminated here. And uh, making the long trek home, well, probably not as long as other teams might not have Not a long trek. They'll leave the bubble and go back <laughs> to their homes, but but yeah, this is exactly. But uh, you know, good for Chi- good for Chicago if they can can pull this off. Uh, you know, it, it will be interesting because uh, if Chicago does advance, then then we know that Arizona is not going to be the lowest seed in the in the tor- in the left. It'll be uh, it'll be Chicago, and then. Vegas or Colorado, those are likely who they would, would most likely match up with would be either Chicago
0: or uh, Arizona. So, um, Well, uh, from, from a selfish standpoint, I would like to see them face Colorado, and I'd like to see them uh, Vegas uh, play Chicago – or not Chicago, but Vegas take on – yeah, I guess Chicago would be the team for Vegas. So uh, let Vegas and Chicago go at it and then have right. – uh, and, and then have both teams play it, the opportunity for another couple of weeks. I don't want to see one of our teams eliminated uh, after the first round, but that very well could happen based on where everybody sits right now. Um, and I want to make I want to series- make a oh, well, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say you want to talk about no, the
1: other series. No, I yeah, go
0: ahead.
1: Uh, I was looking at the Columbus Toronto series too. You know, I was watching that game last night. Toronto was up. Three nothing, and I even texted you. I think I think I just Toronto is not going to have a lot to say about about this game either. After you know, after after his uh, wonderful uh, lengthy comments after the, the the game they lost in the series, and uh, and I thought, well, this is going to be another uh, short press conference. But uh, Columbus came back, and uh, they they ended up winning in, in overtime,
0: and uh, that was
1: quite remarkable. So you will be interested to see how Toronto Toronto responds. I think they're they're down again in this in this game. So
0: um yeah i happen to be watching that and there is a fisticuffs a huge fisticuffs going on right now with about uh, four guys pairing off and and not enough officials to take care of them all i think they finally got it settled down but um the frustration is there for for toronto it's it you know people have joked about that with uh well at least they're in the bubble so their media can't get them uh get too much to them but um you know i mean it, they're going to have to face the uh, the music at some point and uh, coming out of, the, you know, having quote unquote home ice and, and not getting out of the, the uh, qualifier round is something that uh, I'm sure nobody's going to be too pleased with in, uh, in the tr- city of Toronto. Okay. So we know what's going on. We know Carolina's in, we know Calgary's in, we know the Islanders are in, we know Arizona's in, we know Montreal's in it. Pierce Columbus is headed that way. Um, Chicago, Edmonton, eh, that's still going out there. And Vancouver has really stepped up their game, I thought, against Minnesota. Uh, Everybody picked Vancouver except me because uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I was thinking that that Minnesota might have something, and they did for the first night, but then they they just didn't have enough. And I don't think they have enough tonight to even extend it to a game five. But um, just quickly wrap up the rest of the series, uh, if you can, and just a a quick recap, and then we'll – We'll sign off for the night and talk to everybody tomorrow after uh, what's going to be one of the most exciting games I think in the entire uh, qualifier, which is not qualifier, round robin series but uh, Vegas and Colorado tomorrow.
1: Well, and we could it could end up very well being there will be only two games tomorrow if uh, if Blackhawks hold off in this in this series, then then there will be only the uh, the two uh, round robin games tomorrow, and uh, and Chicago and Edmonton won't play the, the game five, but. You know, I guess I just – I'm really surprised about the Montreal series. You know, I just did not see that, that coming. You know, Montreal technically – they said they were the last team to be in technically. You know, they were the tech- – if you want to break it from one to 24 uh, list, uh, they were the 24th team to get in. So, uh, again, it's just another example of um, uh, teams that that in a normal circumstance now more of the season would have played out and there's these te- some of these teams would have been right on the edge of being in or out. But uh, some of these teams that I mean, wouldn't have been in probably in a normal normal circumstance get this opportunity and they're really taking advantage of that. Uh, but I want to look, you know, Pittsburgh and these other teams, they are now are the running for a number one pick. So if there's some <laughs> consolation to that, I know I keep bringing that up, but it's it's, it's weird because it's when true. I saw the, yeah, when it's... I saw the draft, I was thinking, you know how weird would it be if if, if it turns out to be that, that that's going to happen? It's it it was meant to be that the the number one pick would be would play out this way where it's going to be a,
0: a another well, phase. But I'm I'm going to tell you this, Stephen. There is going to be a huge mutiny at least here in the nope. desert southwest over. if Edmonton or Toronto gets that gets that uh, that number one pick. Because I think we I think uh, one
1: of our uh, other hosts – that. I think uh, I think uh, Zach is uh, was
0: one of those ones that might be a little. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and he's doing the show with me Monday, the uh, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, so we'll know the draft order by the time we come on the air uh, on Monday. So, by the way, it's a a final now. It's
1: a it's a final now. Uh, Chicago uh, beats uh, Edmonton three to two. So now you have the Blackhawks. Breaking news. Edmonton uh, eliminated. (laughs) And uh, so we got. So we have an 12 seed. We have an 11 seed moving on in the West. We have the. 12th so let seed.
0: me let me start cheering right now. Go Knights, go! Because I want to. <laughs> I want a Chicago and Vegas uh, first round, and I want a Colorado and Arizona first round. So go Knights, go! Get it done, Pete DeBoer and the boys.
1: Yes, yes. Let's uh, let's. Everyone will. Be, we don't know what the time for that Golden Knights game tomorrow is. I'm sure we'll we'll know soon after these games finish up how they how they schedule that. My guess it'll be later in the day. Now that there's not going to be as many games to be played, so we'll have to see
0: how that uh, that plays out. Okay. All right, give us the read, and uh, we'll say good night with Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Uh, one other note too. I do
1: want to mention this real quick. Uh, we can talk more about this another time. But uh, congratulations to uh, Seattle, man. They're making some great. Uh, moves here they just fired their first the nhl's first uh, african-american play-by-play announcer uh, everett fitzoo is going to be the uh, play-by-play guy for uh, s- seattle uh, he worked with the cincinnati cyclones and uh, this is a big uh, step forward for the nhl you know we've been talking a lot about um, black lives matter and, and getting more uh, diversity in sports and stuff and this is actually the, the no nhl team in 102 years of the nhl has had a full-time black play-by-play announcer so that's going to change when they start out also, another note too is, um, and um, Johnny Greco is going to be over their entertainment and production, which he was uh, responsible for the Golden Knights in their first uh, yeah. few years. So well, he <laughs> did a great job so, that. So Seattle yeah, great, uh, is, so Seattle is going to be uh, is going to be must watch too, just like the Golden Knights were. Uh, well, I'm more on that I'm sure uh, in the future, but just wanted to mention that that happened today. So congratulations to him.
0: I love it. Thanks for bringing it. All right, give us the read, and we'll okay. say goodnight. Okay. Welcome back to Hockey 2020
1: on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network it is brought to you by Bell Ford, presenting partner of the Sunday special. It's summertime and hockey's back. Come to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix to check out our summer truck and SUV sale. Get the bar stocked for your playoff run with Roger Klein's Canción Tequila. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and find your bottle. By Summer Skates, show your playoff passion in style, koozies, shower shoes, personalized or with your favorite player's name and number at summerskates.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, call us at 702-541-5546, championship taste for a championship run, Barbecue.com. And by M-Drive, the presenting partner of What Drives You, trying to watch all the games? M-Drive for energy, stamina, and recovery. Welcome back to Hockey 2020 and all of the Ice Time Hockey Southwest podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and the iHeartRadio app. Welcome back to Hockey 2020 and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network.
0: Very well done, my friend. I will tell everybody out there that's been asking, um, we're going to have a giveaway on Sunday night from about four M drive packs. So you're going to want to be tuning in on uh, our last of uh, the qualifier podcasts. Tune in with us and uh, we've got a special giveaway. We're going to be giving away four M drive packs. So thanks to our friends at M drive. Thanks to uh, Seth Askelson for joining us tonight. Steven uh, Marsh from Las Vegas, Nevada, bringing it as always. Always good stuff from you, Stephen. Thank you. And um, we'll say goodnight with Roger Klein and the Peacemakers and a little De Niro.